0: Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Hi, I'm Megan Gilger and welcome to the Fresh Exchange podcast. Well, friends, we are just getting deep into October and it feels pretty darn good. I am just really enjoying the ends of the garden. Like, and thinking about this season in a reflective way has been really awesome in order to, like, just think about what to talk about here and realizing, like, sure, there's plenty going on in the garden still, but it's also a perfect time to start analyzing all these things. And today's pod is another sort of reflective thinking of through some of these things. So I, if you don't know, um, we have chickens and we have, we bought them in the middle of the pandemic, like most people did, and we had contemplated it for a long time on getting them. But when we were like, oh, we can't, like, getting eggs was really hard. And even though we had some local friends that had chickens already and were offering them, we started realizing, like, why don't we have these guys? And we have the space, it's, you know, we're zoned for it. There's no reason we can't have them, and our land and garden could really utilize or use what they have to offer. If you don't know, chickens are incredibly helpful in building soil and keeping down ticks and keeping bugs away. There's so many advantages to having free-range chickens. Ours aren't always free-ranging, but three to four days out of the week, they are just out and about and we try to keep them pretty sheltered just because we have eagles and hawks because we live on top of a hill they are very exposed particularly in the winter because of the colors of them um they're most they're very easy to spot by the these predator predatory birds so we have to be really careful but they do so much for our garden so much for our land and I think they're the reason that we have such a great compost pile, that we have such great soil in our lower garden that we only started last year. There's a lot of advantages to them. And I have more podcast episodes about chickens. We have plenty of uh, blog posts about chickens. There's pretty much a lot of content. If you are interested in it, I will link a bunch of it in the show notes. If you want to dive deeper or you're thinking about getting chickens in the spring, this is going to be a good post for you to reference. I did a really great one with some girlfriends of mine who I call like my chicken friends. Like we have a text chain called Chick Talk. Um it's kind of a play on words, but <laughs> we talk a lot about motherhood, but we also talk about chickens and farming and all of that as well. So it's just been a great connector and I had them on the podcast last spring, summer, I guess it was in June, we had them on. And so that one is full of amazing information. So if you want more information, awesome. These ladies have anywhere between 20 to 40 chickens. So they definitely know what they're talking about and they've seen it all. So you don't want to miss that episode. If you're thinking about getting chickens, so many questions are answered. But this episode today is really me reflecting on 1 year of chicken ownership. <laughs> um and some of the things that I took away and learned and things that surprised me because <laughs> a lot of it is a bunch of surprises. I did not grow up with chickens. I didn't grow up in a community with many chickens. So this was a new adventure for me. I love animals. I love you know what they offered us there were so many advantages to chickens that they made sense a lot of people ask if we'll get other animals um probably not we can't technically where we live and i don't know if after tending to these animals that i would be good at taking care of a lot of other animals so um yeah i think it's good to know your limit chickens are perfect for me i don't think i would i definitely don't want goats and the only thing that I get like really excited about is like I think llamas are really cool, but or donkey, but we are not zoned for that, so we'll probably never have them. I would also consider sheep, but like I said, I don't have enough time to really dedicate to them. And I think that's important to know when you're getting into animal ownership is like what you're capable of and what you're not. So that's the first thing, but. That's not why you're here today. So we are going to go through this one year with chickens. My top things that I took away. So we're just going to jump in and I'll talk through them. But the first one is they are way tougher. Like as animals, like they are not as like fragile as you think they are. One, they don't like have a lot of pain. Like they're not actually in, like even if they get physically hurt, many times they don't have like the pain same pain receptors that we would have. And um. It was just kind of fascinating, and they are way more like like I was so freaked out about them in the middle of the winter. I guess I should say that I was so worried when we got some of these like negative ten days that they were going to struggle. Those girls did not struggle. I threw in more pine shavings, made sure they had plenty of water, and their water was heated. They have an insulated coop. We do not heat it at all because it can be dangerous. And we closed all the windows, made sure that they were just really able to tuck themselves in. But we still let their door open. And this year we're doing some other things, which I'm going to talk at the beginning of next month in November about how we're preparing for winter with our chickens. But they are basically reptiles. So they're, they need a lot more food in the winter and a lot more water, which we'll get to that in a minute. But I was very surprised by how tough they are when it comes to the cold, especially if you have cold hardy birds. So don't be freaked out by that. If you live in a cold climate, like these guys definitely know how to handle themselves. It's pretty fascinating. The next one (laughs) I only found out because of my son, he asked this question and then I Googled it. Um, he asked where the egg comes out of and where the poop comes out of and where the pee comes out of, So this was fascinating to me, but chickens only have one hole where everything comes out of their egg, their poop, and then they don't pee, but they, um, put the urine is a dried substance that goes on the top of their poop, which is white. There you go. If you ever wondered about chickens and how they process things and it goes through their system, it's all one system. It's fascinating. So there you go. <laughs> I told you it was a big surprise. They they also take a lot more feed than I anticipated. Like Mike, Mike looked at me one day and goes, Megan, these chickens are costing us more than our dogs <laughs> in terms of food. And so we're still figuring out exactly the sort of food situation. Even with them foraging, even with us giving them plenty of table scraps and access to the compost pile, they are still eating a lot of food. I think. Mike would know better, but one bag of organic feed can cost anywhere between 20 to, um, about $40, depending on the type that you get, it's expensive and they go through a lot of it. So just know that like you can come up with some ways of feeding them yourselves. You could even generate your own grain for them in corn, and you could build something for them on your land, but still that's a lot of work too. So just know that, uh, which kind of leads me to like the idea that I think I in retrospect, I think we should have started with like six to eight of them and then worked from there. I think we've gotten our toes wet a little bit and then added in hens later on. I was worried about that, like the the dynamic, but I looking in retrospect, I think I would have had less chickens. We started with fifteen. we now have twelve, which we'll get to that in a second. but Um, that said, if they don't have food, they make their needs really known, which is the next thing, which is slightly helpful because sometimes they don't always know if their water is out or not. But if they're really loud, like squawking, jumping at the fence, like, I mean, these, they get aggressive, then I know that they're either out of water or they need food. I check every two to three, like we check them every day, but it's still hard to know, and sometimes they'll have water in there, but it's not totally enough in their mind. So they'll be very aggressive about telling us. They do this as chicks too, that they get louder. If your chicken chicks are loud, it means they either need water or food or like they have too much junk in their water and they're, it's upsetting to them, things like that. Um, I also find that they also... Are very good at communicating. like they just have this weird way of communicating that is really interesting if you start observing your birds and watching them because they just, I don't know. Chickens are very fascinating in that sense. I hadn't, you know, our dogs do certain things for communicating their needs, but the the chickens are completely different. And so we've had to learn another set of like animal conversations, so to speak. But and that said, they love the garden that's probably their favorite thing. But this is now when we start letting them out. Like in the next few weeks, we'll start letting them in to the garden to clean up and start taking the last bits of everything. Uh they are basically my best friend out there because what they do is they just demolish the garden. They just eat everything they I don't even know how to explain it to you. Like they just like tear it down to the very bare minimum, they eat everything, and then in the spring I just take our compost pile and set it in there, and then they just like spread it all over. They scratch and they do all this stuff. It takes my workload down so much that by winter or by spring, there's so much less for me to do in terms of spreading soil and thinking about what is the soil like. They've taken care of it for me. So, it's Awesome! Like I cannot explain it to you. That was the main reason we got them. More than the eggs, the eggs are wonderful, but they definitely like are very helpful in the garden. Um, the chores to take care of the chickens to me was. What was surprising was there were things that were not as bad as I anticipated, and things that were way worse than I anticipated. Like Mike and I thought that cleaning the coop would be just horrendous. We do it two times a year. And we mask up, goggles, full like farm hazmat level suit, sort of thing. Carhartt's like the whole deal. And we clean it and then it's done. And that's it. Like it's so much easier than we thought it would be. But the things that are way worse than I never saw coming is the uh, watering in the winter is. There's nothing worse than being wet in 20 degrees. Even if you have like full gear on, like it is super uncomfortable. Mike and I like basically toss a coin, like who's going to go do it because it's a pain. It is so much work and I'm kind of dreading. Everybody says that we're having like a really rough winter and I'm really wanting a rough winter, but I keep thinking about life with chickens in the winter on our hill. So we're coming up with some ways to handle that. But that's definitely one thing that surprised me was how miserable that is. And probably the last one that I'm not ending on this one. Don't worry. I have another one that'll bring everything back into a full circle. But one of the things one of my friends said to me that I didn't really take, I mean, I knew it, but I didn't know it is that with chickens, with any farm animal, it's different than a pet because they're much more a part of the natural cycle of things out here. But there will, because of that, just like everything in the woods and nature, there eventually will be loss. And that the first time you lose a hen in a way that doesn't feel like, there's like the losing, like your hen dies because it gets taken by a fox or it gets hurt by a weasel or something like that. Um, There's a lot of ways that you'll lose hens that are less, they're still hard because losing thing is always, is something that you care about is always hard. But when you have to choose that for them, I think that that was the hardest thing we went through with them this last year was, one of our favorite little chicks, she got an egg that was well, she first had a prolapse, which means that um everything was kind of coming out of her vent, that one hole. And we had to help her put it back in. Well, she was a bantam, and we wanted to, we had to isolate her so she wasn't pecked by the other chickens, which that's the other thing. If they see red, they will, they're carnivores still, so they will eat that other hen. So you have to isolate them so they don't have worse situations happen. So we, but what happened was, is that chicken then had another situation where she got an egg that actually was stuck inside of her and we weren't aware of it. It's hard to know when that's happening other than, especially when you have a flock, cause we had like 13 of them and it's hard to Always keep track of all the eggs and their pooping and everything, because everything kind of looked the same. Hers were unique compared to the other ones, but she she definitely didn't show any signs that she was struggling. Like she seemed happy. And then one day I went out there and she was prolapsed again. It was bad. She was slow. She kept on falling asleep. She was not herself. And I called my friends who were who've dealt with these things before they walked me through the last situation. And one of them was a doctor and she was like, I can be honest with you. She, and she was like vomiting and stuff. Like she was like, she's gone septic. Like you can, she'll probably die naturally in the next like 36 hours, but it's gonna be painful. She was like, so you guys could make that decision for her. It's up to you. And it was just like, that was, that, that was a heavy, heavy situation. That took us like a few weeks to really get through and understand like the weight of that. And cause it, you know, it's hard even with a dog or things like that, but just to see this chicken that was completely fine. And we knew, we were both very attached to her and it was just a lot. And so I think there's, there's no easy way to put that. Like there's going to be a loss. There might be a moment that you have to make that decision for them. And, that was very, very hard. So, but I don't think that should deter you. It's really good for kids because Hayes, our son was able, He that was his favorite chicken. He was able to process that with us and everything, which is cool, like to see us like process, like us lead him through that process of loss, um, and the, you know, the importance of life. So, Those are the things that I think are important, but they're still heavy and they're hard to process sometimes like, or something you may not see coming, you know? I definitely saw coming like the possibility of losing them to a fox or one of our dogs or, you know, something like that. But to choose that for them was extremely hard. So, um, but I'm glad that we did. And she has a nice spot resting on our hill. So um, she'll forever live in our hearts. But all that to say, I won't end on that heaviness because chickens are incredibly fun. And one of my favorite things I did not anticipate was that there's nothing better than like sitting on your porch and having a drink on a Saturday evening in the summer and watching those chickens just like peck all over and like enjoy life out in the garden and around It's just so fun. I don't know what it is, but every single chicken owner will tell you that it is a complete joy to just like watch your chickens. There's something just really relaxing about it. And so I had no idea how much I would enjoy that. So as, and I also didn't realize like that I would also feel this sense of like, I'm not as like deeply attached to them as I thought I would be either, which I'm actually glad after going through that experience with our Bantam. She was the only one that we were actually really attached to. We loved her. She was the sweetest chicken. But for the most part, like most of them were not really deeply attached to, which I think is good. I think after that experience, we realized like how much we can't control. And so you can only put so much emotional weight into them. We still deeply love them and care for them, but- Um, we also realize that they're part of the natural cycle of life out here. So, um, we protect them and they have a wonderful coop. So, but that's part of, I think, having animals on a farm and, and I think we get, we become so removed from so much of that, that we kind of forget that there is a cycle to things and chickens don't even live that long, particularly, um, most live between two to five years, which is crazy to think about, so but all that to say, I hope that this is great because if you've been thinking about chickens I maybe some of this is surprising, maybe some of this is not maybe it was reinforcing to you to think about, oh, I hadn't thought about that either, but there's so many great things about having chickens that in retrospect ultimately. I love that we have chickens. I love that they are out here. And even if we need, if we go away for a few days, like anything more than three days, we have to have somebody come and check on them. But like, for the most part, like it's so simple. It's so helpful. It just adds to the atmosphere of what it is to live out here too. Personally, I love it. So I hope that this inspires you if you've been thinking about it to jump on it because If you have a good garden, even if you have raised beds, I think you'll love having them, especially later in the season to help you turn the piles and things like that. They're great for composting. There's so many additives that they bring into our lives as gardeners and people who enjoy growing things. So, Plus you get eggs. The eggs are great and you're never going to have better eggs than the ones that you literally get out of your coop every day. And they give a lot of eggs when they're young. So, oh, and I know some of you will ask me this, and we'll talk about this in winter prep, but we do not light our chickens. We are anti lighters, which means like they are not forced to produce eggs through the winter. We let them do whatever they want naturally. We let them embrace their natural rhythm because we do that ourselves. So we feel that they should as well, even if it means we don't have eggs. So, which happens. <laughs> so yeah, I hope that that's inspiring. If you guys have any questions or something specifically you want me to talk about, about the chickens, let me know. I would love to talk about it. So I don't always know what would be interesting to you guys. Cause you know, when you're in it, you don't always know, but I hope you guys have a lovely day and until...